Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the program. This is your host with the most, Hopsy Baby Boy. It's episode number 76 here, and we're going to do things a little bit differently. This is a sports-only episode. We're going to do a little bit of coverage on the World Junior Championship that is taking place. Started this morning, Boxing Day, December 26th, and it goes until January 5th when the gold medal game will be played. It is being partaken in over in Sweden this year. First time in a couple years, I believe it was out in North America. It was in Halifax last year, which was nice. Only a slight time change from Calgary, Alberta. But right now, you know, it's kind of fun though. When the tournament's over in Europe, it's, uh, you know, like this morning the game started at 6.30 a.m. I uh, didn't get a chance to see the entire game. I only got the third period. It was 8 a.m. And I caught the, the third period. But uh, excited as always. It's always a fun tournament. It's just fun seeing guys come up who, you know, more often than not turn out to be studs at the National Hockey League level. And it's always fun. Like, this is usually the time when you remember, like, I can first recall hearing about certain players that have now gone on to, you know, have great careers that have spanned since my childhood. The first time I always remember kind of ever recognizing who they were or first hearing about them was always the World Junior Championship. So I know a lot of my Canadian listeners, it's uh, kind of a rite of passage. This tournament's a very big deal around Christmas time, New Year's, the holidays. But uh, for my American friends uh, that are on there or anyone else listening from wherever you're at on this beautiful earth, um, we're just going to do a little bit of a deep dive. Um, nothing crazy, but <clears throat> just kind of addressing some players that you might want to look out for on some of these teams. I want you to feel confident when you're sitting there. You know, it's this glorious week between Christmas and New Year's. A lot of people don't get up to much. A lot of people stuck on mom and dad's couch. But when you are, or whoever you're watching these games with, family, friends, next of kin, you can sound like somewhat of an expert, okay? There's nothing better than just being that guy horizontal on the couch between Christmas breaks, just ripping out facts about 17-year-olds from Latvia. It's it's awesome. And I've always uh, been a huge elite prospects guy. Um, could always uh, look at a stat line from elite prospects or some some hockey stat online, and I could remember that after a quick glance most of the times. But I could probably study hard, hard throughout my schooling, my education, and not remember shit. So I always like doing this. I actually completely unnecessarily probably spent the last three hours trying to make a document that I thought I could use with ChatGPT and put it into some sweet format and maybe make a blog too. Just so you know, maybe a little blog that could go along with the episode for the podcast. But uh, ChatGPT, I'm going to look right now. It was choking on this one. I I don't know if I was doing it right. Because all of a sudden it's just like, it just started like regurgitating famous NHL players from each country that I was trying to get this document to actually talk about. So it didn't work out in the ChatGPT. We're still tweaking with the blog version of this episode. But the podcast, it is a go. Beautiful time of year here, Boxing Day. Hope you all had a great Christmas. Got some good food into you. It was a white Christmas over here in Calgary. 
which always makes it a little bit nicer. It was pretty warm across Canada. In a lot of places, it was not a white Christmas, but wherever you were, hope you had a good time with your family and your friends. I actually went skiing the other day for the first time in probably about four years. Probably skied two times in the last decade. 29 years old right now. Two times since high school. I had like a 12th grade high school um, ski trip. Skied twice since then. But I was a decently average skier when I was probably like, you know, 11 to 13. 10 to 10 to 13. Got into it pretty good. Had my own pair. Used to go quite a bit. Living in Calgary, like Sunshine Village is only about just over an hour from here. Lake Louise, about an hour and 45. Nakiska, even closer. Lots of great places. And my dad was really into skiing, so... I was uh, exposed to it when I was younger, so I'm, I'm decent. And I went the other day, it would have been the 22nd, I think, 21st or whatever. It was the Thursday, last Thursday. And I went by myself. I just wanted to get up there and, you know, get, get my bearings on the mountain, if you will. And just and just feel it again. And sometimes I know I've, I've, some of my friends, pretty good skiers, ski a lot more than I do. So I was like, you know, I don't need to hold them up. I don't need to be worried about, you know, keeping up with anyone. I don't need to be worried about anyone fading off behind me. So I just went by myself, went up to Louise, and I skied hard. I skied way too hard. Hadn't gone, like I said, in years. I bought a pair of boots on Kijiji that I'd never worn before. And uh, I hooked them into a pair of my dad's skis from about 2006. And, uh, yeah, I just went for it. And um, I was very surprised how quickly... I was grasping it. You know, I think I was on my second run. I was already going down a couple of black diamonds up on Louise there. I was going right to that summit chair way up there. For those of that been to Louise, great mountain because it's just got, there's so many runs. It's actually crazy. I've always kind of found maybe the snow over at Sunshine's better. But I think Sunshine has always kind of had a, maybe like a soft spot in my heart is my favorite ski hill that I've been to because I've definitely been to it more but yeah I was at Louise probably for the for the first time since a high school f- ski trip and it was awesome I didn't I could I didn't rem- I was amazed at how much I didn't remember about it cuz it's a it's a big hill with lots to cover and I I got on the mountain at 9am I was up the, I was going up the chair just after 9 one of the first ones 905ish there and then I skied until the, the, the lifts closed. And it was a nice day. It was just below zero, maybe minus two or three degrees Celsius. Had a great time. Kind of noticed some issues with my feet. Like I had my one foot around 2 p.m. probably. I just noticed my right foot was really hurting. And I just was like, you know, I haven't skied in a while. My feet aren't used to it. Ski boots aren't the comfiest things to begin with. Battle through. Battle through. So I just kept going and I hadn't skied again in so long that like I forgot how hard it is on your legs. Like it's a it's quite the workout and again around 2 p.m. when my feet started hurting, like my legs were just dead. I'd spent like most of the day like I got cocky pretty quick. And until about that 2 p.m. mark where my body started breaking down, I was just like skiing the hardest trails I could find. And I don't know why that was my my move. I think I just wanted to prove to myself that I could still ski. For some reason, that's how I was proving to myself. It's just 
humping up and down the the hardest trails I could find in the mountain. I had some good spills. I absolutely ran right into a tree. I was trying to thread the needle on these two trees, and like I dodged the one on my right, but by doing so, put myself right into the one on the left. Put me right to the ground, horizontal, in the air for a bit on my way to the snow. That one hurt. Had a couple I had a couple hard ones on some steep trails. Um on like the ptarmigan chair. If anyone knows what I'm talking about, cut way over, went onto these shoots, these like double black diamonds over there. And I fell once and I landed right on this rock that was like barely covered by snow. So there was no real cushion. And I caught it like with my arm extended out trying to push myself, but I missed the rock and caught it on like the juicy part of like your lat armpit area. Ooh, that one set me down for a minute or two. I got so lost on that trail, I had to take my skis off and walk for about four or five minutes to get somewhere where I could actually get down the hill and survive. But skiing, so fun. Such a rush. I'm planning on going here in a couple of days. Again, I want to check out Sunshine. But um, what a great way to spend your time. And I hadn't done it enough. And now that I'm you know, I'm not playing hockey anymore and done university, have a job, a little bit of money in the pocket now, might get into skiing here. And I think I will. So I, I want to just, you know, take it slow here, but just keep getting back into it. It was really fun. So looking forward to doing that. But other than that, it was a great Christmas, you know, just hung out with the family here in Calgary. Um, always go over to my parents there and my sisters and we had some really good food. No turkey this year. We went for a prime rib. I was actually pumped up. It was so good. It was so good. But I hope you all had a great time as well over your holiday season, the Christmas season. Hope it was a merry, merry Christmas. Okay? But let's let's dive in here, okay? Let's dive in here. Let's let's again. The point of this episode is so that you have knowledge about who to watch. When you're watching these games, you might know, hey, this guy played in some crazy league. Like, just a little bit of a background on some of the names you're going to hear. I always love that they do a great job, especially like the color guys that TSN have. They do a really good job of explaining who the guys are, where they're playing, and, you know, how old they are, their path, if they're drafted by an NHL team. I always loved that. So basically, I'm just going to try and do that in a way that I think I may enjoy, and hopefully you would as well, okay? quick sip there all right but we're going to start with group b there's 10 teams in this year's tournament and uh five in each division here we got canada chechia finland germany latvia norway slovakia sweden switzerland and the usa i'm not sure who got uh relegated from last year and i'm not going to even go look it up i I think norway or someone like that might have hopped up this to this year's tournament after not being here for a couple years it's this this tournament really fascinates me because it really shows you you know hockey's not really that big of a sport worldwide okay we got you know north america we with uh, canada the states and then we essentially just have like a handful of european countries kind of spreading all over there you know russia this is the third year that russia hasn't been in the tournament and i get it but like it is hilarious to me i'm like I don't understand what that has to do with this war that they're in or what these hockey players are clearly not soldiers. So I, I don't know. Because Russia's a hockey powerhouse, so it's unfortunate that they're not in the tournament. But uh, that's the, the third year, again, that they're not here. So there's uh, one or two teams here that you know might not usually be here. But it amazes me how the teams that these 
nations are putting forward. Like, you know, Canada and the States, rightfully so, are always putting together pretty good teams, a lot of talent, a lot of prospects. But what amazes me is these countries with, with their populations that are so low, that are the, way smaller than even some Canadian provinces, the teams that they put together and the prospects that they churn out and the pro leagues that are available in these countries. Like, it's fascinating. And that's why I wanted to do this episode too. I always love some of these countries. It's just fascinating to me how they like they develop their young players. You know, the North American way, especially in Canada, it's always been, you know, major junior or the NCAA. You know, the States now, it's definitely catering, definitely as you see by their rosters, which we'll go into. You know, NCAA is definitely the, the go-to route for American hockey players. There's still some guys that go through the major junior way. But uh, again, what I've always loved about this tournament, another aspect of it, you know, you get all these guys from the Europe that are, you know, they're playing, they're getting developed totally differently than what people that are over in North America. And then for the Canadian and American rivalry, essentially the American teams are almost all NCAA players usually. And then the Canadian teams are virtually all major junior players. Now I think myself growing up, I don't know if I understood the difference in the level of play between the NCAA and Major Junior. Major Junior being the Ontario Hockey League, the Western Hockey League, and the Quebec Major Junior League, for those who do not know what we're talking about. So these have, there's always been the argument of like which one's stronger, and that's been going on for as long as I can remember as someone that was involved in hockey. So I personally, in my opinion, I think the NCAA is much stronger than Major Junior, but because it's still such a prevalent route for Canadian players and even American players that are superstars, you still get like those first overall generational talents, like the kids that are going to be pros, they're going to make it. They are going to go the major junior route most of the time in, in Canada. And then, you, so I guess I'm not trying to get lost here. There's still that top end talent that is going to go through the major junior ranks that's still going to give it that notoriety, but I don't think that the level of play is near comparable. Like I think a any major junior team that goes and plays like a powerhouse team like a Boston University or a Michigan, I think they're going to get absolutely waxed. I played Canadian University hockey and not on a powerhouse team or anything like that, but we played some NCAA. There was a lot of us that were, you know, former major junior players on the team I was on X amount of years removed from that level of play that we're comparing right now. So I, I've i heard them say on things like Spit and Chicklets too recently that there might be an argument for the leagues as a whole as being comparable, but I think the NCAA might have uh, kind of pulled away a little bit. And it's just they're growing the game in the States in the way that these NCAA programs, like I don't know if there's just better coverage about it, me as a Canadian not being too familiar with the NCAA, especially D Division One, other than some people I've met across my years playing that have been through that route. I didn't really know much about it. But, you know, as I've gotten a bit older, <coughs> it's quite the league. So enough about that. Let's take a quick dive. I don't want to go too in-depth here, but uh, I just want to highlight some people on each team that we're going to want to just have a look at. So we're going to start with Group B here. Let's go with Chechia. Chechia fascinates me because growing up, 
it was the Czech Republic, or so we thought, only to find out recently, about a year ago, I realized that that was apparently completely wrong and just foolish, and that is just in no way is it that they were they ever taught, supposed to be called that. And maybe I'm wrong, but so recently I just noticed, I'm like, Chechia, like all of a sudden, I feel like they got a new logo on their jerseys too. All of a sudden they just like had this, I was like, is this a new country? But then I just found out, no, that's the Czech Republic, all right? But no, Chechia is the proper way to say it. So Chechia as a country has 10.5 million people. This is as of 2021. So again, fascinates me that these teams are putting in such good teams. These countries, sorry, are putting in such good teams for, again, not really having too many bodies compared to even countries like Canada, okay? So this team has, they have eight guys that are, either signed or drafted by NHL teams. And this is the team that lost to Canada in the gold medal last year. And of that team, I think they have a crazy amount of people returning. I don't know the exact number, but they have 16 19-year-olds on this team, which is that's the you know under-20 tournament, the oldest players, usually the most effective. That's a very crazy number. So they have 12 major junior players, that are playing over here in North America. One NCAA guy. They have two players playing in the top Chechen league, which I believe is nasty. Some very good players I know have gone over there, and it just seems to be a very strong league. So that fascinates me as always these kids playing in top leagues when they're just you know junior aged, and then we have five other players in various junior leagues across Europe. But uh, one guy we want to look at here was uh, Jacob Stansel. He's playing over in the Swedish Hockey League, the SHL, the Swedish Elite League, often known as as well. The top league over there. He's playing over there for the Voxho Lakers, which I believe is like a, a big legendary team over in that league. But he's got six games played there, one goal. And he's played 16 games with the team in the Voxho team in their... In their top junior league, he's got like five points in 16 games. So he's a fourth rounder, got drafted last year. And uh, keep an eye out for this guy. We got another gentleman here by the name of Mateus Sapavalev. Sapavalev. He's a second rounder to the, to the Vegas Golden Knights. This kid, he is playing over in the OHL for the Saginaw Spirit. And they have a really good team this year. I don't know if they're hosting or something like that, but I noticed that they've got a little bit of a load-up going on with some sweet-ass players coming out of the OHL. But he's got 36 points in 27 games this year, and he's in his third year in the OHL. So he's a 19-year-old who's been over there for three years. Keep an eye out on him. And then we go down. We have ourselves a guy by the name of Edward Sale. He is with the Seattle Kraken. He was a... First round pick here in this last year's draft. He played in the Chechen League last year. And this is the kind of thing that I'm talking about when I say I get fascinated about how these kids get scouted, how they get brought into the fold of getting drafted. Like this kid was a 20th overall pick by the Seattle Kraken. Edward sailed. And he played 43 games in the Chechen League, the top league over there. Again, I've heard it's really strong. But he had 7 goals and 7 assists for 14 points in 43 games. He has come over to the Ontario Hockey League. He's playing with the Barry Colts this season. And he has 21 points in 25 games. But again, it'll be always interesting to see how guys like this pan out. 
first round pick. They're obviously really high on him. He's a big boy, six foot one. But uh, again, those numbers in these leagues that again I don't know enough about of. But it's so intriguing seeing these guys get drafted and some of them how they turn out and come over here and just start playing well. And then some of them I don't know if they can ever you know adapt to that European game. A lot of these guys, especially you know, I'm focusing on the kids that are with NHL teams right now, people that we will hopefully see, you know, sprout on and continue playing well and get their way over into the NHL. All right, so then this is their captain. His name's Yuri Kulich. He's playing for the Rochester Americans. He's 19 years old. A fascinating thing that I've never really understood is that European players can be under 20 years of age and play in the American Hockey League. There are instances where guys are granted like special status. I believe Shane Wright, for example, <clears throat> Seattle pick. He's playing down in the AHL this year. But typically, North Americans do not play in the American Hockey League. But this guy does. He was a first-round pick for the Buffalo Savers, 28th overall in the 2022 NHL entry draft. And again, first-rounder, he was playing in the 2021-22 season, again, his draft year, Played in the top Chechen league, 49 games played, 9 goals, 5 assists for 14 points. The year after, he was only been 18, comes over to the Rochester Americans of the American Hockey League. That is Buffalo's farm team. And he puts up 46 points, 24 goals in 62 games as an 18-year-old in the American League. Coming right out of Chechia. The year before, he had better numbers. Like it just, how good are these leagues? And like, are they? They're on Olympic ice. They must be. And I just would love to know how the game is played over there. And you know, this kid comes over. He's lighting up the AHL. And this year, he has got 22 points, 20 in 23 games. He's played one game with the Sabers this year. He's the captain of Chechia. This kid looks like he's gonna be a stud. 16 goals in 23 games in the OHL this year. That is Yuri Kulich. Captain, the Chechia World Junior Team. Keep an eye out at him. Then we have this kid named Thomas Hamera. He is a 19-year-old. He is with the Ottawa Senators. He was a third-round pick in 2022. He is playing for the Brantford Bulldogs, not the Hamilton Bulldogs. I'm not sure if they actually moved to Brantford, but it's weird seeing them called the Brantford Bulldogs. That team has changed a lot over the years. They've changed names many, many times. But yeah, again, 20, 2022 was the year he was drafted, third rounder. That year, he was playing over in the Liga, the Finnish League. A very fascinating league that I will touch on more. But the kid goes first round, third round, like I said, sorry. He had 24 games played, two assists in the top league over in Finland. Comes over to the Kitchener Rangers last season. Puts up 17 points in 56 games this year. He doesn't have tons of points. You know, he must just be some sort of solid defenseman, six-footer. But he's with the Ottawa Senators. A lot of you crazy Sen fans. You probably think he's going to turn out to be some Norris Trophy guy. Sens fans love to just... I, I love the optimism of all Sens fans. So he's with the Sens. Thomas Hamera. Keep an eye out from him. we got another guy playing in the Western League. He is uh, named Merrick Alsher. Apparently this guy's just a solid D-man. Plays for Portland right now. He's in his third year over in Portland. I'm always fascinated by these guys that come over at 17 to go play in the Western League. You know, just and how they like, some of them never know English when they come. And it's just like, just so crazy how some of these kids do that. And I respect the hell out of it. 
on the back end, they do have uh, two goalies. They got two goalies that uh, are drafted right now. Um, one of them is with the Phoenix Coyotes, Michael Harabel. We have Jacob Vondris. And then one guy I want to talk about, they have one 17-year-old on this team, Adam Jurish, Jurisic. I'm saying it wrong. But his brother, David Jurisic, he plays for Columbus this year. He was on this team last year, was a stud. And this kid is 17 years old. He's supposed to be like a mid-first-round pick this year. Adam Hersick, J-I-R-I-C-E-K. Hope I am not saying that wrong. But this kid, he's playing right now in the top Chechen league. He's got one point in 19 games. So I do not know much about him at all. They're saying he's ranked top 10 pick. Most people are saying right now on Elite Prospects. So this kid is the younger brother of the David, the one that's playing in Columbus this year. So keep an eye out on them. They're going to be probably a really good team. I've heard a lot of people say that this team might uh, be one to really watch out with, especially when the, they seemed to be really good last year when they were playing uh, Canada. Canada did, again, win the gold last year against them in the finals, but they have tons of returning players. All right, We're going to move on to Slovakia. Slovakia, a country of only 5.4 million people as of 2021. Another country that just, again, seems to just... I don't know if they were always doing this or if this country's always been sick at hockey, but they're pumping out some prospects. They right now, they have... What do they got? They got one, two, three, four... They got 11 guys that are drafted or signed with NHL teams. They have eight major junior players. Two are playing over in the NCAA. Four are in the Slovakian top league. Another one that I've heard is very strong. They have four USHL players. One AHL guy. There's one guy playing in the Swedish second league over there. But let's take a quick look at some guys we're going to want to have a look at here. we got Adam Zelinka. He is a seventh round pick over there to the Arizona Coyotes. He is playing in the USHL this year. He's in his third year. He um, was in this tournament last year. So keep a little lookout for him. He is committed to go to Northeastern University next year. Playing in the USHL right now. Committed to go to Northeastern next year. This is their captain, Adam Sikora. The Slovakian captain. He was a 2022 second-round pick to the New York Rangers. He is playing in the American Hockey League this year. A left winger. Says he can play center, too. He's got 11 points in 25 games. That's actually not that bad. If you're 19, it's his first full year over there. He had 21 points in 38 games in the Slovakian League last year. Again, not sure how we evaluate these leagues. It'd be tough to be like, how are you? I want to know the percentage of these kids that, uh, you know, European, and that's not a shot on European hockey players. It's just, I don't think a lot of people realize how different it would be like coming from these leagues, playing on Olympic ice, coming over and trying to play in the NHL and stuff like this. Like, it's fascinating to me. The year he got drafted, 46 games played, 17 points, 10 goals. This is Adam Sakura. Keep an eye out on this guy. Uh, one guy I want to talk about, Samuel Honzik. He is a, a Flames 
draft pick. He was a 16th overall pick last year to the Flames. This kid's playing over with the Vancouver Giants. I don't know if he's hurt or something this year. He's got five games played, it says, in the WHL this year. Three goals, seven points. Last year, he put up 56 points in 43 games. As a guy from Calgary, it's intriguing. I'll, I'll be intrigued to see how the Flames utilize this kid. They don't have a history of really developing prospects very much. But uh, they love their Western League boys, so we'll see how this guy plans out. Definitely going to keep an eye out on him. I'm not going to touch on too many more guys on this squad. Slovakia, you know, I have some of the things I was hearing. You know, they're not maybe not maybe not a favorite to win, but they always put together a really good team. So it'll be interesting to see who's uh, you know how, how they're doing this year. Okay, so we're going to move on to Norway. This is another country that just it just really fascinates me how small this country is. Scrolling down to do my information center here. Um, Norway, they have 5.4 million people. 5.4 million people, and they're putting a team in. Like, I want to know, what what's the... I don't have a producer today. I'm literally typing this in myself. What's the population of Alberta? 4.3 million. So, like, basically, I wonder if Team Alberta in the World Jays could compete with, like, Norway. So they got six players playing in the top Norwegian league, which I believe is decent. I've heard of, uh, you know, there's there's guys that play in the NHL and go play in that league. Like, there's, there's good players that I believe play over there. They have nine players in the top Swedish junior league, which is called, like, the J20 Nationale. Definitely not how you pronounce that. They got two guys over in major junior, and then they have three players in the Alsvenskan which is the second highest league in Sweden. They have one NCAA player, and they have one guy playing in the BCHL. Their captain, actually. It's their captain who's playing in the BCHL of the Norway team. Johannes Lockyberg. I think I'm saying that right. He plays for the West Kelowna Warriors over in the BCHL. He has 23 points in 23 games, 8 goals for the West Kelowna Warriors. Like, what? That's just fascinating to me. Like, And, he, and it's funny, too, like... I don't know if it like are these guys like if you leave Norway and you don't develop yourself as a player, like are you? Do they look at you like, hey, this guy's like not a true Norwegian hockey player. This guy doesn't develop through the system properly, or are they just like pumped if you're a good enough player to go out and play at high levels? They're like, go take advantage of any opportunities you can get to play at the highest levels you can. Because this kid played in Sweden the last three years. He's come over to West Kelowna, and now he's the captain of the Norwegian. The Norwegian World Junior Team, I think they got waxed 4-1 by uh, by uh, the, the States this morning. But they, I was watching the first half of the game. I think it was 0-0 through the first. They were, they, were, they were playing pretty well. So that's why this tournament is so fascinating to me. Like this team like this is going up. And like hockey's funny. Like these guys are severely outmatched for the roster that I'll go on to tell you a little bit about the States here. But... Fascinating. So we got a BCHL guys, their captain, kind of a ragtag squad. I'm not going to go through here, and that's no disrespect to them. I love it. Like I, I like watching these games. You know, I'm not. I'm always going to cheer for Canada, but like when you're watching like a team like the States play Norway, like in Norway again, pretty good start here. I didn't watch the whole game, but I watched the first period, and they were playing pretty well. So that, you know, I always like cheering for teams like that. It makes it really fun. Um, next team we're going to look at is Switzerland. Switzerland has the National League, which is their top league, and it is 
to my knowledge, what seems to be one of the better leagues on the planet. But what always seems to like fascinate me be, fascinate me about Switzerland is they have this great pro league. They do have stud players in the NHL. You know, Nico Heischer, Roman Yossi, stud. Beautiful young man too. Such a good looking dude. And then Timo Meyer. Like I, I'm not gonna go on and name all there's but there's good NHL players. And then, you know, I just was fascinated to look and see that they only have one player on their team that is drafted by an NHL team right now. They have five guys in the SL, the second league, which I believe they call the Swiss League, but that is the the second top league in Switzerland, which is a disgusting league. Like some guys that I know were very good players, like very good resumes with, you know, great schools, a lot of major junior success. You know, guys you think that could probably play in any league in the world that is in the NHL, you know, they're going over to Switzerland. A lot of them play in the second league. Or you have to light up the second league, it seems like, to get to the NL, the National League, being the top league. But they have four guys that are playing in the NL. I'm just going to randomly click on this one guy. Theory Schild, he's an assistant captain, 18 years old, from Zola Kofen, Switzerland. I'm probably saying that wrong. Do not get mad at me for that. But he's playing with SC Byrne in the National League this year. He's a forward. He's got four points in 26 games. Center, right winger. Like, there's no way that he's he's playing, like, big minutes. Like, I don't know, like... How would they utilize this guy? You know, he's a four-point guy, 26 games played, top league. He was playing in the U20 Elite, must be their top junior league. He had seven goals in five games. Would it not be better just to keep him down there for development? Just It's just fascinating to me. But the guy they do have drafted, he is actually, says he's born in Newark, New Jersey. So I don't know what's going on there. He plays over in the OHL. On the Saginaw Spirit. He's in his third year in the OHL. He's on pace for 71 points this year. 100 plus PIMS. So I'm not sure what this guy's up to. He's a D-man too. So keep an eye out on this kid. Rodwin Dionchio. Dionchio? I'm saying it wrong. This guy. American Swiss kid. Looks to be pretty gross. There's another guy that is playing in the BCHL on this Swiss team. One guy in Norway, the captain. This guy now, number two of the BCHL, Junior A Hockey, being represented. That's why this, again, this tournament, very fascinating. we got guys in, you know, multiple teams that have NHL games played this year. And then we have a guy playing Tier 2 Junior in Canada for the Penticton Vs. 23 games played, 23 points. He's going to Northern Michigan University next year. Watch out for the Swiss. They just seem like... Studs, you know, I don't know what's going on over there. I played for a coach in university that uh, played over there for years, coached for years, spoke very highly of it. Um, I can imagine the Swiss Alps, beautiful country, beautiful, beautiful country up there. Who else we got in this division? Group B, Group B, Switzerland, Norway, Czechia, Slovakia. Last but not least, we got the U.S. Hey. Kind of wanted to do them back to back with Canada, but no, we're already here. We're already here. United States of America has a population of 331 million. <coughs> Excuse me there. It's got to be the biggest country. I don't know what's the population of Russia. They're not even here. But the population of Russia 
is 143 million. So states definitely coming in top here with the biggest population and definitely a hockey nation. You know, it might not be the biggest sport in the states. People don't realize how good they are internationally still. And for people that know hockey, you know, hockey's not uh, maybe not as popular as, you know, football and whatnot, but it is a very big sport. It is a very big sport and uh, still one of the major fours there. So the states, the population they have, and just the way that the game is continually growing down there, it seems. You know, I, I saw this stat that I think just over 40% of NHLers this year are Canadian, and it's something in the mid-20s there for Americans right now. So I I don't want to see it close. I love as a Canadian, biasly, I just want to see as many Canadians stay and dominate the NHL and hockey as, in general. But I, I would be surprised if we see more Americans, more of a balance between uh, the can- can- Canada and other countries. You know, I still look at Canada as number one hockey nation. <laughs> Excuse me. But uh, anyways, so the United States of America this year, they're going to have a really, really good team. They have 21 players out of 23 that are drafted or signed by NHL teams. 21 players in the NCAA. Kind of like what I was saying. You know, this is, if it's ever Canada versus the States, it's NCAA versus Major Junior. 21 NCAA players, two OHL players. We'll take a look at these guys because I'm always fascinated by these guys. It's got to be like if how like how the elite level of American player, the amount statistically they're just going to the NCAA. Like you got to be kind of a nail to be like fuck that. I'm going to I'm going to Major Junior. I'm going up to play in the small towns in Canada. Major Junior hasn't changed. Like it hasn't really changed their development plan, and ever it's just they just have these teams in small towns. Feel like these NCAA programs are getting crazy facilities. They're avidly updating them, and I just feel like I don't know. Maybe the major major juniors falling a little behind here. I don't know. That could just be that. That's just me talking. I I don't play anymore. I don't go to these facilities. But you know, twenty one NCAA players on the American World Junior Team. 10 first round picks. So I'm not going to go through every 10 one of these guys. There's a lot of studs on here. But I'm just going to take a quick look at some of these guys that I think we got to pay attention to. Quickly to note, there's seven players from this team on Boston College, the Eagles. Seven players from one NCAA team. I don't know anything about NCAA hockey. I don't really follow it. But they must be chewing up that league pretty good. There's four players from Michigan. Michigan, the Wolverines, they always seem to be nasty, producing a lot of good players out of that program. And then there is four players from the Minnesota Golden Gophers, another program that seems to be putting out some studs often. All right? So we're going to start. Who are we going to look at here? Will Smith. No, it's not who you're thinking. It's not him. Not the slapper. This is not the knee slapper. This is Will Smith, the hockey player. It's a fourth overall pick to the San Jose Sharks here in 2023. This kid is apparently disgusting. And um, he is one of these kids over at Boston College. He has 23 points in 17 games. Last year, he played with the National Team Development Program, their U18 team. He had 127 points in 60 games. I don't, I'm going to do a little bit of diving. Maybe for my next episode, we'll talk a little bit more about the U.S.'s National Development Program because I'm intrigued with how they do it. So they have a U18 team that plays together all year long, 
says he has 60 games played in the National Team Development Program League. And then they have this junior team that they play in the USHL. And this kid had 42 points in 20 games. He would have been 17 last year. Just torching the USHL. Which seems to be a very good league. That, you know, if you're putting up some points in that league, it seems to be that you're a bit of a stud. Okay, so Will Smith, fourth overall pick to the Sharks. Keep an eye on him. Another guy, just I never even heard of this kid, Gabe Perot. Originally born in Sherbrooke, Quebec. So that adds a little drama for us Canadian fans. This guy could have played for Canada. He chose willingly to go to the United States. He played for Boston College of Well. Go figure. Man, this Boston College team must be a problem. He was a 23rd overall pick last year, 2023 NHL entry draft, to the New York Rangers. And what's interesting about him is his father is Yannick Perot. I don't know if you all remember Yannick Perot. He played for the Leafs for a long time, played for multiple teams. But he had a 14-year NHL career, 859 points. 859 game games played, sorry. 516 total points. But this kid, he's going to Boston College. He's got 20 points in 17 games. This kid also tore the brakes off this national team development program last year. 63 games played with the U18 team, 132 points. Who are they playing against? Children? I think I've seen highlights like they play against like Shattuck, like they play against like prep teams, but like that doesn't even sound fair. But uh, in the USHL, 23 games played, 19 goals. 45 points in the USHL. He would have been 17 last year as well when he did that. So keep an eye out on this. I always love watching like former NHLers. So many of their kids seem to just grow up and make the NHL as well. And I truly believe that, man, you just have such an advantage. You've grown up around an elite hockey mind, played at the highest levels. Like you just you do have an advantage, just like whether it's not that it's fair or not, it's just um It's just fascinating to me how so often, I'd love to know the stats on that. You must have a way better chance if your dad played in the NHL just through osmosis, I guess. I don't even want whatever we'll call it. This next guy is the captain of U.S. He's got a great name, Rutger McRority. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. He wears number two as a forward. Gotta respect that. I knew a kid growing up that did that. Joel Rogers, if you're listening... God, I respected you when you wore number two flying around up there up front. It's actually such a power move, number two as a forward. I respect it. We need to see more of it. Rutger, 14th overall pick to the Jets. This kid plays for the University of Michigan. He's got 18 points in 13 games this year. Put up 39-39 and 39 last year with the University of Michigan. First round pick to the Jets. Keep an eye on him. Seems to be pretty good. Seems to be not bad. Um, another kid we're going to talk about before we wrap this up, because you know there, I could just keep going through this roster, like I said, 10, for, 10 first-round picks. This kid also goes to Boston College, Cutter Gauthier. What a name, Cutter Gauthier. I remember this guy from when he got drafted. He was a, he was a fifth overall pick in 2022, Flyers. You're not going to forget that name when you hear it. But this year, he's got 23 points in 17 games. He was over a point per game last year with Boston College as well. He had 10 points in last year's tournament in seven games. This year, he got an assist this morning in the, their win against Norway. But definitely keep an eye out on Cutter Gauthier. This other kid I want to look at, I've heard a lot of people talking about him, is Lane Hudson. 
This kid is a Montreal Canadiens pick. He was a second rounder, 62nd overall. He plays for Boston University. These Boston teams are sick. He's got 20 points in 15 games. Last year he had 48 points in 39 games. That's pretty good. Listed as 5'10", 160. So you got to imagine he's 5'8", 140. Not a big boy, but Montreal Canadian pick. So you hear a lot about him online because their fan base is absolutely out to lunch. But then for goalies, they have um, they got Trey Augustine, who was uh, drafted by Detroit. He was a stud last year. He was 17 years old last year, and I don't know if it was expected, but he basically just like played almost the whole tournament for them. He went four and one. <clears throat> he did very well. He plays for Michigan State this year. He was a second round pick to the Detroit Red Wings. Keep an eye out on him. I think he played this morning. I doubt you'll see these other people even play. They got some kid named Jacob Fowler. I believe he plays for Boston University or Boston College, as everyone else on this team does as well. But uh, he's a Canadian's pick at uh, 69th overall last year. He's supposed to be a really good prospect as well. But Trey Augustine, I imagine he's going to be the one that's going to be holding this crease. Um, it just kind of made me laugh too. Like I don't know if there's a ton of goalies, but no disrespect to Sam Hildebrandt, the third goaltender, but he kind of just has like an under 500 record in the OHL, and um, yeah, uh, like next, not alarming stats. Not sorry, not fantastic stats, and it's just funny. I don't know if they just like threw him in there or what, but uh, yeah. But I mean, honestly, no. If you're, you know, he's playing major junior, he's playing the world junior team for the United States. He's definitely not a bad player. But let's hop over to Division A, okay? And Division A, we got some stud players over there. We got uh, Canada, Sweden, Germany, Finland, and Latvia. Let's start with Sweden. These Swedish guys, you know, they're they're studs. I've always thought Sweden was just it's just a bunch of studs. I played with a couple Swedes in, in junior. I loved them. They're just great guys. Very similar to Canadians in the sense that I don't know how to explain it. I just found, you know, they. I just got that vibe, you know. So in Sweden right now, there is 10.4 million people as of 2021. They have 20 players that are drafted or signed by NHL teams. That's fucking a lot. There's 16 players playing in the SHL, which is Sweden's top league. They have five players in their second league, the Alsvenskan. They got one NCAA guy, and they have one guy humming around the USHL. The U-Shell! The U-Shell! Is the beauty's back somewhere, say. But uh, Sweden, fascinatingly, they have... Since this tournament goes... I don't know how old it is. It's very old. But since like 80 or something like that, 1980, Sweden's only ever won the gold medal in this tournament twice. Last time being 2012, back when like Mika Zabinijad was on that squad. For some reason, I think in 2012 it was in Calgary. I can't remember, but that just seems fascinating to me. And especially like, you know, you're looking at their roster right now. They got three guys on their 23 man roster that aren't already signed or drafted with an NHL team. So I don't know what's hindering them from this international success. But they, uh, I believe their U18 team won the Hyven Halinka or something last year. So. You know, they might have a lot of guys on this team. Looks like they have a lot of 18-year-olds. But uh, this team is uh, apparently pretty studly. I mean, I, I, I don't hear them being highly ranked in the tournament, but you always got to respect the Swedes, man. Like, they are very good. Put together some good teams, it seems, every year. And there's a lot of good players. Like, I think they're the the third mo- the third highest percentage of players in the NHL are Swedes, I believe. So we'll start with their captain, Liam Ogren. Hope I'm saying that right. 19th overall pick by the Wild in 2022. 
He's playing for Farstead in the Swedish league. Two goals in five games. Like, is he hurt this year? Not sure what's going on. Last year he had 20 points in the Alsvenskan in 36 games. And the year before that he would have been what? 17. He played 25 games as a 17-year-old. Had a goal and an assist. Doesn't play a game in the Swedish league as an 18-year-old. He's back in there as a 19-year-old. Like, that's just weird to me. Again, I don't know. They definitely play less games over in North America. 36 games over in the Alsvenskan. Like, I don't know. It just... It's always intrigued me, like, why they... Like, how they develop these kids. And it's just, like, it's... They love just... If you're stud, it seems you're going to play in the top league before you're 20. And that league seems to be nasty. Like, you have to be a good North American to get over there as not an import. So, it's always just... That's really... That's just really fascinating to me. This other kid apparently is nasty is Noah Ostland. He was drafted 16th overall by the Sabres in 2022. This kid is playing with that Vauxhall Lakers team. He's got 7 points in 17 games. That's not terrible. Last year, he had like 30 points in 37 games in the Alsvenskan. First overall pick, though, in 2022, when he was 17, he had 11 games in the, in the Swedish top league. Zero points. Like, it just fascinates me. And I, I've heard a lot about how the Swedish game is just very different. They play differently. Like, it's just... So, you can't look at stats of these kids in different leagues and compare them to, like, someone over lighting up, like, the, you know, NCAA or Major Junior or whatever. Just It just doesn't seem to be the same translation at all. So, now, this next kid, apparently, is gross. He is named Jonathan Lekermacki. Lekermacki. Definitely saying that wrong. This kid's a 19-year-old. He is um, a Canucks pick, 15th overall in 2022. Like They got a lot of first-round picks, too. He is playing in the Swedish League this year. He's got 10 goals in 24 games. See, that's respectable. 19-year-old, 10 goals, on pace for over 20 in 50 games. He's got 16 points in 24 games. He's a 19-year-old. That's pretty good. I wonder how the translation... Of that will be. This is also this kid's third World Junior Championship. And then they got a couple other studs. Like I said, several kids that are signed or drafted with NHL teams. But this is fascinating. This is hilarious. And I know a lot of these European countries, it seems to be like male names. There's very, you know, some countries it seems like there's seven names as you can name a boy. So a lot of very similar names. This one caught my eye. Elias Pedersen, 19-year-old defenseman, 6'4", 205 pounds. He's playing in the Alsvenskan. He's also drafted by the Vancouver Canucks. When I say also, their star player being Elias Pedersen, who's 25 right now, Swedish as well. I even like Googled it. Their names are spelt the exact same. I hope this guy makes it so that... What would you do? What would they do? You know, like you know how you do like E. Pedersen on the back of the jersey, the name bar. This kid makes the NHL. Like you, I don't know. What would they do with the name bars? We need this kid to make the NHL with the Canucks and play with Pedersen in this show, so that we can just. I think they'd have to go full names, but even that, it would be a full name. And it would be like number one, Elias Pedersen, like hit like the nasty one, number forty. His could be just written in gold or something. Fascinating. Third round pick, though, in 2022. Very, very weird. How, 
like, I mean, as he grew up, like, he didn't know who Pedersen was probably, and all of a sudden he's like, oh, shit, like, that's my name. Dude, imagine him, He must imagine his Instagram. His Instagram's probably just, he's just, you know what I'm saying. He's getting in there and just, I don't know, man. He's just, he doesn't even have to pretend who he is. That is who he is. He's not even lying. His name is Pedersen. Fascinating. Let's go on to Finland. Finland's this country that's always fascinating to me, hockey-wise. We've got 5.5 million people. And they seem to just keep putting together good squads. Like, maybe a couple years ago, though, they were dominant in the in the World Junior Championship. I'm not sure if they won it or not. I think they did. Yeah, I, I think they did. But 5.5 million people. And they just continually put together stud squads. they got 13 players signed or drafted in the NHL. Like, could... Team Ontario, which has a, you know, what's the population of Ontario? That's the biggest province in Canada. Probably statistically where the greatest hockey players of all time have come from. don't care if you don't think that's popular opinion. I guarantee that's true. They have 14 million people in the province of Ontario alone. So would Team Ontario be able to dust this team off? So Finland has 13 players signed or drafted in the NHL. It's just fascinating, you know? 13 of them. 14 players are playing in the Liga, the L-I-I-G-A. <clears throat> That's the Finnish top league, which, again, another one of these fascinating leagues where I don't think, guys, it's not very offensive. It's got to be very defensive. See some teams where guys will be like the leading scorer might have half half a point a game. You look at like Patrick Lane, when he was getting drafted that year, he was supposed to be like a really highly touted prospect. His numbers were not insane, I think he had pretty good numbers, but like that Slakovsky kid, I think he had like 10 points in 40-some games or something like that. He was a first overall pick. Like what's going on in this league? I remember this kid, Brad Lambert. He was he got picked by the Jets, I think, a couple years ago. He had like goal and four assists in like 30 games. He went like top mid-round, first round. What's going on in the top finish league? I'd love to have someone on there. If anyone's listening to this, that has a friend that plays over there, or if there's someone I know that I'm forgetting about listening to this, get in touch with me. I want to have a chat about the Finnish Top League. Okay? These are the guys that I'm being told we got to keep our eyes out for. There's this guy named Alec Santuri. Must be like their version of Alexander. Alexanteri Kaskamaki. He was a third-round pick by the Blues in 2022. He's playing in the Liga this year. He's got seven goals, three assists. 10 points, 26 games played. That must be really good over there. On pace for 15 goals in 54 games. I don't know. You know? We don't know what's going on over that league. It's got to be the, it's got to be the best league in the in, in, in planet Earth. We've got this kid who's 17. He's a projected first rounder this year. He's going to go high in the first round. They're saying his name is Emil Hemming. Emil. Love that. Love that for Emil. Emil... Is, is he 18? He's 17. He's got six goals in 26 games over in the Liga. Like, why, again, it just fascinates me. Why would they just... He's 17. Like, why is he playing in the top league? This other kid, Consta Hellenius. It's got to be such a nails name. Or that word you remember. Consta Hellenius. This guy is 17. He's got 20 points in 28 games. Eight goals. Consta Hellenius. In a mill. Watch these kids. 
there's anyone you're watching on this Finnish team, you got to pay attention to these 17-year-olds. I'm very intrigued how they'll be performing out there. They're going to be wearing cages or something like that. Look for the kids with the cages. But this, uh, this team is very interesting to me. Two players in the NCAA, three over in Major Junior. And there's one D-man just that's just humming around the USHL. Like, we got guys playing in the USHL. We got guys playing, like, Junior over in Sweden. Guys all over the place. Like, Finland, only 5.5 million people again. It's just, this, this team is very fascinating to me. How they keep putting together strong teams. And they stay an international stronghood in the hockey world. Every time. It's actually incredibly impressive to me. This team is, well, Latvia. Let's move on to Latvia. Latvia has 1.8 million people. 1.8 million people. And I looked it up on the map because I couldn't remember exactly where it is. And it's got some decent landmass. There must be, it just must be an absolute fucking ghost town over in Latvia. I've heard it's beautiful. I've heard Riga is beautiful. That is what I've heard. What makes me laugh, if you pull up Latvia on Elite Prospects, they got, they got almost, I think they got five or six guys that they just don't have a birthplace for. They, they, got, a, they got the league they play in. You know, they got some stats for hockey, but for goddamn, they can't find the goddamn birthplace. They can't find out where someone lives. Also, 1.8 million people. These guys all just live in the same town. That's almost the population of Calgary. These guys are putting together teams that are competing at this level. They have two guys that are drafted. Their captain, Dans Lokmelis. Dans. Like, I wonder what the language is like. Like, what is Dan? Like, I'm very familiar with Dan, but they just throw an S on it. It's Dans. Dans Lokmelis. Fourth round pick by the Bruins, 2022. 2022, he was playing in the top Swedish Junior League. He had 34 points in 44 games. Last year, he had 59 points in 44 games in that same league. He's come over, he's going to UMass. He's got five points in 12 games for UMass. He's the captain of the Latvia team. I bet you, like, did he go to UMass? I think that's the team Kale McCarr played on. I don't know much about it. It's got to be close to Boston. Does he think he goes over there because he's drafted already by Boston? He's kind of trying to suck ass. You know, hey, I'm already, hey, I love Boston. Look, I came to school here. I'm already here to play. Like, get me on the squad kind of thing? I don't know. The other guy that's drafted, his name is Sandus Vilmanis. That's a sick name. It's got a little ring to it. Sandus Vilmanis. He is a 19-year-old from Riga. Fifth rounder of the Penguins. Penguins. The Panthers, 2022. Doesn't really fucking matter. Let's get serious. He's got 28 points in 38 games this year. 28 points in 30 games. The Sarnia Sting had 20 goals for them last year as well. Keep an eye on these kids. You know, it'll be fun. It's gonna. It's, it's fun just to watch these teams. They have six major junior players. Four guys that are in the Latvian top league. Lord knows how fucking good the Latvian top league is. And they have two guys in the USHL. Very fascinating. All right, we only got two teams left, including Canada. Take a quick look at Germany here. Germany. I have a couple friends that play over in Germany, and I want to have them on and have a better chat about how everything works over there. Because, again, no disrespect to Germany. It seems to be a great hockey nation where hockey is very popular. They have 83.2 million people for a population, which is very large. Considering how it's not very big landmass, well, compared to Canada, 
That's where I'm comparing it to. They only have three players that are drafted or signed in the NHL in this World Junior Team, which compared to some of these other nations too, it's just like, that's fascinating to me. And German Germany's top league, the DEL, I think it's genuinely accepted as definitely one of the top leagues on the planet. You know, outside the NHL, it's definitely, there's a handful of leagues that would be in that conversation. I think the DEL, Germany's top league, would definitely be in that conversation. They have seven players on this German World Junior team that are playing in the top German league. They have four players playing in the Dell 2, which is another very strong league, I believe. And they have two guys that are over in Major Junior, one person in the third German league, and two people in the Alps Hockey League. So I've seen, I've known guys that have played from the fourth German league to the first German league, and even guys that are going to the fourth league. Like these aren't guys that are beer, beer league bumps. So that's what I'm very intrigued about how it works over there. I'm going to have to have some people on that know what they're talking about with the German hockey scene and kind of break it down because I just find that very interesting and how it's all working over there. But uh, one of these guys they got, they got a draft pick from the Arizona Coyotes, Julian Lutz, second rounder in 2022. He's playing in the USHL for Green Bay. So the year, two years ago when he was drafted in 2022, or a year and a half ago, I guess we'll say, played in the Dell for 14 games, had one goal, two assists. Second round. Like, how how hard would it be to scout that guy? Like, he's out there in a men's league. Like, again, I don't know enough about these leagues and, like, how the scoring is and, like, you know, how tight, the, you know, checking defensively these games are. But, like, you can't really get a good offensive read for this guy. 24 games played. Got a good friend over there. Still playing over there that has told me it's just sometimes sometimes the, the way they rush these kids in that league, you know, they, they have a rule. There's a rule. Of, they have to have a certain amount of kids under 23, I believe. And because of that rule, there's kids that are just not ready to be in this league that are forced there. Some clearly prove that they're NHL draft worthy, but there's got to be some that we don't hear about not making these teams that are just butt cheeks that are just absolutely munch and cheek. And there's really good players that come over from North America. and you know, If you're an import and you want to play in that league, you better be a fucking good player. And I've just heard some stories of them being like, what the fuck is going on with these children on some of these rosters? This guy's USHL player, Julian Lintz. Lintz. And we got Kevin Bicker. Kevin Bicker is a fifth-round pick to the Detroit Red Wings just this past year, 2023. He is playing in the top league here over in the Dell. Again, that's what it's called. He's got one goal in 24 games. One goal. Last year, he played in their top junior league. It was point per game. So he must be looked at as some sort of an offensive force. Maybe not, though. I have no idea what that league would be like. But he's got one goal, 24 games played. Fifth round pick. Intrigued to know like what they like. What's the like the progression? Like this kid's still playing over there at nineteen. Again, European players could be over there in the American League under twenty. Like, what's their projected path of development look like? This kid they have is a D man. The only D man they have that was drafted is Norwin Pinoka. Playing for Shakutami over in the Quebec League. He's got 11 assists in 30 games. Played a handful of games in the Dell last year. Gets himself drafted. Seventh round to the Buffalo Sabres. 
Seventh round. Like, are they, do you think they just see this kid and he's like, you know what? He's 6'2". He's a big boy. Just fucking take him. Just take him and give him a chance. That's Germany. A couple players to remember. And I, was, I hope I'm not going on here too long here, but this is Canada. Okay? Let's have a quick look at Canada here. Stud squad. There's only four players on the roster that are not signed or drafted already. We got 19 players. 19 that are drafted or signed in the NHL. For Canada population-wise, we're looking at 38.25 million people. Population of Ontario, 14.7. Everyone lives in Ontario, it seems. It's fucking crazy. It's very crazy. But we got one NHL player. We got two NCAA players, which kind of seems the norm. One to two seem to make it. We got seven WHL players, seven OHL players, six Q players. Very even spread there. Because if the team doesn't do well, whatever part of the country that there's fewer guys, whether that's the Western League or Ontario League, Quebec League, that area of the country will collectively be bitching that there weren't enough guys from their neck of the woods taken on the team. And that's why Hockey Canada has lost its way and the decision-making was asinine. They'll tell you it's political and then give you political reasonings for why the team wasn't selected with more guys from the league that they love. It, it happens often. But uh, don't forget for Canada too, I'm not 100% sure what it's like for other teams, but uh, they got a couple guys that could be at the tournament. Connor Bedard could be here. He torched the tournament last year. There's Kevin Korchinski. Forget where he's playing. There's Adam Filtilli and Shane Wright. And there's also, who's that other kid from over in uh, Buffalo? Zach Benson. So they got like six kids that are in the NHL that could be on this team. And they got one of them sent back. That is Matthew Poitra. I think I'm saying that right. I just said it really fast, so hopefully it's right. He's playing with Boston this year. He's got 13 points in 27 games. His first year there, he was only a second-round pick, 54th overall in 2022. So to, for him to already make the league at 19, that's that's pretty studly right there. He had 95 points for Guelph last year. But this kid, he's wearing an, wearing an A there. He's not the captain. The captain is Fraser Minton. He's from Vancouver. This kid started the year out with Toronto. Got four games in for them. He was playing for Kamloops. He was in his fourth year for Kamloops. And he just got traded to Saskatoon. And apparently they sold the absolute fucking farm to get him to Saskatoon. Something like a hilarious amount of picks or something like that. But that seems to be pretty much something that happens very often now. Very often in that major junior level. When you want to get a stud, you want to go for a run, you got to pay for it. So he's the captain, Fraser Minton. Hopefully he's going to be a stud for the Leafs, man. The Leafs need some studs, man. The other kid, Matthew Savoy. This kid was nasty. I heard about this kid when he was really, really young. He was kind of a shock, I believe, when he wasn't on the World Junior Team for Canada last year. He had 90 points you know, plus the last two years in the Western League. He played one game for Buffalo to start the year. There was talks about him getting maybe some exceptional status in terms of allowing him to be under 20 as a North American and play in the American League. He somehow got six games in where he had five points, but now he is back at the Western League. 11 games played, 24 points, 11 goals. So this kid's a stud. Keep an eye out on him. He's wearing an A as well. And um, who's this other kid that I wanted to talk about? There's um, Maverick Lamaru. 
No, he's a D-man. We'll wait for him. This kid that we're all going to really want to watch, though, the projected potential first overall pick, this Macklin Celebrini kid. This kid, I don't, I, I, I don't even remember really watching him much. I only watched the third period this morning, but he scored a goal that was like kind of under review until they allowed it. But uh, this kid's apparently the real deal. He's got 25 points in 15 games with Boston University. He's only 17, so like I don't know if he finished school early or something like that. But he's a true freshman. Like he's only 17. And how strong that level of hockey is now, like I've kind of gone on about in this episode, the fact that he has 25 points in 15 games, I'm sure we'll see him going first overall in the next uh, draft here of the NHL. This kid wears his uh, cage so fucking loose that like it's almost it's almost hilarious. Just take a quick peek at that, okay? So this kid is from Vancouver, it says, but he basically, all of his elite prospect stats. It says that he played in the States basically his whole life. And an interesting fact, I guess, is that his dad works for the Golden State Warriors. Rick Celebrini is the vice president of player health and performance for the Golden State Warriors. What the hell does the vice president of player health and performance mean? But yeah, like if you look at him, played a like, couple of years down in San Jose. That's where he's played some of his minor hockey. So that must be due to his dad doing what he does for the Golden State Warriors, but kind of a weird fact. But yeah, so this kid unanimously believed to be going first overall. So keep an eye out for him. There's only one player that's uh, on this team from last year. That's Owen Beck. He is a Canadian's pick, second rounder, 2022. He's playing with the Peter Peets. He's already got 30 points in 25 games. He's a stud. Now we got this Maverick Lamaru kid. He's wearing an A on the back end. He seems to be pretty sick. They're talking a lot about him. He's a big boy. Six foot seven, 214 pounds. Keep an eye on him. He's got 27 points in 25 games this year. He's in his fourth year with the Drummondville Voyages. And I, I forget the kid's name, but someone got hurt. And uh, we got Ty Nelson that was brought into the tournament as a last-minute thing. He is from Toronto, Ontario. He was the first overall pick in the OHL draft. And he wasn't on the team last year. But if you look at this kid's stats, you're going to kind of scratch your head and maybe wonder why. Last year with the North Bay Battalion, he had 76 points in 67 games. 24 goals on the back end. Then added 25 points in a 20-game playoff run. That their team ended up going on. This kid's apparently stud. He actually, funny story, when I I went to school and played in North Bay, I worked at a restaurant. We've had him on the show, Chef Steve Batonti. He is actually this Ty Nelson's billet. Ty Nelson lives with this guy who's been on this show, Steve Batonti. So shout out to Steve. There must be something in that cooking, baby. That Italian cooking, that gnocchi there that you're making keeping him fueled, making him feel nice on that ice. But this kid's a stud. This year he's got 31 points in 28 games. And um, I saw him play a little bit there. He looked like he was moving pretty well in the offensive zone. So I'm going to get a couple shots tonight. So keep an eye out on this kid. I think he might shock them. They're going to be le- they're gonna be glad that they ended up getting him here. But apparently he got there so late because of you know that last-minute injury. He didn't even get a skate with the team, I don't think, before... 
before you got to go play this morning or this afternoon or whenever the heck it was, I guess. But yeah, so no skate, fresh into your World Junior game. That's pretty sweet. So I got a, lot, a couple friends who are hopefully still listening to this show. Um, yeah, shout out to Ty, the guy from North Bay. So wishing him well, wishing him Team Canada well. And I know the tournament did start this morning, but you know it goes till January 5th. And you know some people probably you know they didn't make it to that that early morning game, especially on you know Boxing Day, 6:30 a.m. Calgary time here. Not sure where you're at in the world, but you know that's a tough one to make if you're out here in the West. So I think Canada's gonna be gross, man. I'm looking forward to it. It's just fun every year to see these kids. Who's who's gonna be good? And um, there's a, there's that other kid of Easton Cowan. He's another Leafs pick. There's a lot of talk about him maybe starting the year with. Um, the Leafs as well, but I could keep going on. Like this team for Canada, looks looks pretty studly. They only have one goalie with a uh, NHL team. Scott Ratzlaff from Irma, Alberta, nice small town up there in Alberta. He's with Buffalo. I don't believe that there is uh, much of a consensus as to who's the go-to starter here, but it'll be interesting to see. So stud lineups. I hope that wasn't too long-winded. I just literally really wanted you to just quickly hear about some of these guys, where they're playing, who to look out for, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a good tournament. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. The time change is interesting. It kind of makes it fun when they're over in Europe and you got to wake up at some hilarious hour if you want to catch a game and you know not just follow the highlights. It's, uh, it's awesome. So this is the episode 76. Quick little rundown. I'm sorry if I, you know, anyone was just looking to hear about Canada and I, le- I left until the end there, but that's, I just got to draw you in with that hook, right? So this is episode number 76. It's an absolute honor to have you all listening to this show, whoever you are, wherever you are in this world. Let me know where you're at. It's just fun. I've told people to do this before. I love when you can just message me on the Instagram account and let me know where you're at listening, even if it's just around the corner here in Calgary or halfway across the world, just always makes me uh, feel good and honestly amazes me who's still listening some of these times out there. I apologize for not being that consistent, but I really want to get this show back and rolling and take it seriously and, you know, try and get better at what I do, market it a little bit better and definitely showcase some more consistency. But uh, for a rare sports only episode, it's fun doing this stuff. Spent way too much time of my day here trying to get this done and doing a little bit of research for it, but that's what it's all for, right? It's the love of the game. So this is episode number 76. Take care of yourself, and I'll see you all very soon.